welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Vicky Davison from Futureneering You, and you're listening to the Full Circle Podcast. Oh, uh, oh. hello, and welcome <laughs> to, to the, the Full, Full Circle, Circle Podcast. Podcast. Uh, that's my bit. Good evening, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I missed the last one. I thought I've got to catch up. <laughs> uh, she caught me off guard then. <laughs> Good evening, Glenn. <clears throat> Hello there, Phil. Hello there, Julie. Nice Hello to have there, you Glenn. back, back in the helm. Yes, yes, I'm back. Back in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where have you been? I've been yogaring. Yeah, Is that like yodeling? Yeah, singing and yogaring at the same time. Nice. Well, I talked to them about the singing, but they didn't quite go for that bit. But I did have them standing on their heads tonight. Did you? They were doing the headstands oh. and the dolphin and the frog. And they were loving it. In fact, they requested to do that tonight. So, you know, you've got to do it. So what's the dolphin? So the dolphin is an inversion, but you connect your fingers together, make a V-shape with your forearm and your elbows down onto your mat and then place the head down in between the hands, tuck your toes under and straighten your legs and put your feet are still on the floor. So you're technically very safe. So you're just getting the effect of being upside down without taking the legs off the floor into the air. That sounds more like origami to me. Mm. Origami. Origami. (laughs) Origami. (laughs) So quite a challenging posture, really. Mm. Certainly the headstand and the frog. Um, The dolphin's accessible to most people, really, but it's about getting that comfy space on your head. So people use cushions or roll the mats over, that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you like it when you've had 30 at that class tonight, haven't you? Do you like it when you get a class that you can be... A bit more challenging with. Yeah, particularly if they ask for it, because usually I'll say, have you got any requests? And they just look at me. Where tonight, the guy came in, he says, I've just been telling everybody I was on my head last week and I want to do it again. So I was like, is that a request? And everyone looked at him and I was like, well, there we go. We have a request. <laughs> Join in if you want to. Yeah, yeah. And he loved it. Yeah. He says, I've not done that since I was a little lad. And I'm 63 now. That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Did it. Eternal youth. Love it. Absolutely. Didn't look his age either. Very young. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, Julie, as well. Thank you, Phil. We're going to be doing some yoga again, aren't we? Yes, yeah. Some chair-based yoga. Yeah, so it's the Grief and Bereavement Support Group tomorrow, Glenn. Okay. So as a bit of a as a bit of an extra special we've got julie coming along and she's going to do some seated yoga um um i didn't ask you this but maybe you could talk about how yoga supports your mind and yeah your mental health yeah yeah and how it can strengthen your mind and your body and help you to be calm so we can do some breathing exercises as well just to get people to get into that zone. Yeah. And we can go through all of that. Lovely. No problem. Fabulous. Okay. Um, without further, further ado, ado, 
<laughs> Just started. He's <laughs> back. Have you missed me chirping now? We have, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've missed you chirping. Thank you. <laughs> chip, chip. Uh, so, Ch- chiming in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Compose yourself. Then, Without so. further ado, we've got our next guest. And this is a, a recall episode and a guest that we've had on. Um, We've spoke to several times, actually, as Viking from Circle Round. But now we've got um, this person in a different capacity Mm. as well. So please welcome um, Luke from Mystic Dragon Ceremonies. Ooh. That's me. Hey. Hello, Luke. And that's Luke. Hi, Luke. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm, I'm okay. <clears throat> I was just attempting to do this frog and uh, dolphin pose. Were you? Oh, how did that go? <laughs> did you manage? I, I got harpooned. Oh, brilliant. Well, thanks for trying. These two haven't tried it yet, so I don't know what they're laughing at. They're going to be doing it later. I'll be like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. I'd probably do the frog frog better on my back than I would my front, I think. Okay. Okay. I've just gone and set the tone there, haven't I? You have, yeah. yeah. Very guttural. Oh, brilliant. Um, Are you okay anyway, Luke? I am, thank you, I am. Talking of previous episodes, um, uh, can you remember back to Yule in 2022 when you did the Zoom video recording one? Uh, Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, (laughs) um, I was showing some friends of mine that that episode um, and... We had it playing in the background. Was talking about something else, and if you watch the video back, you find out I'm I'm sliding down the screen the entire video. Sorry, <laughs> really? I was actually sat on a rolled up quilt, and it had fell down a gap in the bed. <gasps> so oh. The entire video, I'm trying really? to hold composure without giving away that I'm slowly sinking. <laughs> but if oh. you play it back, it you watch me sinking through the whole video. Wow. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to go world. back and, and check that out now that you've said, Luke. Yeah. I'm going to have a look at the beginning and the end. Yeah, see how see far how down, down you've you gone. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. oh, dear. Is that the last time that we talked to you, Luke? Because that's nearly uh, a year ago. I think it was. Officially, yes. yes. But obviously I've mm. seen you seen you seen around, haven't you? Before mm. That. Mm. So what's changed? What's, what's yeah, different what's the, for the you? The Mystic Dragon Ceremonies. Oh, wow, what's changed? Um, everything. Okay, mm-hmm. feel free to feel free to tell us as much or as little as you like. Fill in yeah. the blanks. Yeah. So, um, not completely not related, but shortly after uh, I was on that episode, um, my world got turned upside down. Okay. Right. So, okay. Um, not to dwell on it too much, but it's kind of you ask where I was from. Yes. Um, my company got served with a compulsory liquidation order. Wow. Um, which I had to cease trading immediately. Right. And we had court costs and things, and so my company was removed from me. Wow. Um, we had to, not related, but we had to move quite quickly because of an abusive landlord. 
Mm. Um, and I had a full breakdown. Mm, so That's a lot. we were in the process of rebuilding. Right. Um, don't worry, we, we, we live somewhere nice now and we're, we're well on the way of re-establishing ourselves. Yeah, and, that's brilliant. You've turned um, everything around then, Luke. Yeah, well, mm. turning. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, next time. Which, which is partly where we're at. So, um, one, one of the main things that happened during my breakdown is, is I tell people I could still witch. So, no matter, oh, we can laugh about things now. I mean, those days Mm -hmm. I didn't know how zips worked, Mm. uh, which which is frightening when you're no longer a guest inside your own head. Mm. Right. However, Mm. when it came to sacred rites, ceremonies, um, rituals, sabbats, esbats, spells, general day-to-day witchery, none of that was an issue. Mm Mm-hmm. All of that was like automatic there. for you, like ingrained yeah. in you, isn't mm. it? Almost, which, which, which is a blessing, which is a blessing. Um, back in just before or around when we last officially spoke, which would be Yule twenty twenty two, I qualified as the celebrant. Yes, that's so, right. You had, mm. um, and. With the intentions of setting up Mystic Dragon Ceremonies, um, it was always going to be a sideline. And then obviously with Viking Lord Logistics being uh, sent to Valhalla, mm. we um, it, it's more at the forefront of, nope, this is going to have to be my living. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. Um, however, with me still being able to witch... Part of my recovery, I started setting up um, all the things I was already doing, but more officially. So, tarot card reading, oracle card reading, blessings, mm. healings, um, which became part of my recovery and obviously mm. remembering my identity. Yeah. Mm. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then when we moved to where we are now, it, it, it's, we've got a base again yeah um so that was the not so pleasant side of things right um but from there um obviously fully certified celebrant so celebrant work um the the card readings and things have continued we have a fairly regular stream of clients there um I've now taken a warrior meditation to a, quite a few places, which seems to be taking up traction. Mm. It's a bit different mm. to normal meditation because I actually struggle meditating myself. Right. And I stumbled across this method for someone else who, who also struggled meditating and it worked for them. So right. kind of thought, well, if you, it works for them, let's try it. Can you tell us a bit a bit more about that? Uh, yes, thirty-four ninety-nine. And <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like it. it. <laughs> um, so it's it, it's more. I personally find it relaxing, so I can't. But I can't speak for other people. It's a bit more in depth. Um, so it, it's journey based. Mm. 
Um, I, I never really know where we're going as, as with meditation. It kind of comes to you. Yes. Um, but, but generally it's about more of the, the feelings of, of unity and brotherhood or sisterhood and standing with purpose and what stands before you is, is lesser than the gods that stand behind you and, and learning how to feel that. Um, kind of kind of awakening the inner warrior mm. uh, with yourselves. Um, and it works quite well for self-employed people because we all seem to view the world differently. Mm. Um, that's a bit of an observation I've made. Uh, in fact, I've just been approached by a company in Newark called Tree who do health and well-being things um, to, to see if we could trial it there for a while. At, at their uh, their place. Oh, so watch good. this space. Brilliant. Sounds exciting. Hmm? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, where were we? I'm just muddling through, aren't I? <laughs> no, you're doing well. Doing a grand so, job. Um, yeah, you're yeah. telling us that you've um, got all these different modalities that are helping your recovery and yeah. becoming your full-time sort of work then now. So you're building it up from, from where you were. Yes. Um, yeah, voice. that's where we're at. Uh, then we've just, I've just recently actually at the Mind, Body and Spirit Fair at the... John Fretwell Centre? John Fretwell Centre. Yeah. Um, I've just done a talk there, which oh. was titled Get Knotted. That was, <laughs> that, was that, was, that was one of my questions, actually. Ah, I was going to ask you get about Get knotted, that. eh? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I would like to do can I, So I'm going, to, I'm going to take it back a bit, actually. I'm going to okay. take it back a bit. Because I was, Luke, I was interviewed the other, the other, a while ago by Glenn and Julie, and they gave me a right grilling about being a celebrant. Okay. I know. You was filling my pocket. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to kind of take you to that space. Not going to give you a grilling, but <laughs> I suppose because that's one of the things that you trained in when we, when we were talking to you yeah, last, last but time. can you tell us about the, the, the path leading up to that? Why, what drew you to doing that? What drew you to being a celebrant? Oh, uh, certainly. It was suggested to me and we thought it was a good idea. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Next. Okay. <laughs> uh, next question. This episode is going to be fast. And, and actually, as with anything with me, that has quite an interesting story. Okay. Um, I suppose you'd like me to share that. Yes. No. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's no real big secret. Well, it won't be now. Mm. But but it's um, I've only learned to read and write in the last ten years, right? So I've I've really struggled with that side of things. Even mm. though, as mm. as you knew, I I ran a fairly successful company and so on. Um, mm. It was all on my journey. Most of my reading and writing skills has come from my pagan teachings and when mm. I took my apprenticeship. Uh, so kind of semi self-taught. Yeah. Um, and things like universities and that were always out of reach for me because of my lack of reading skills and writing skills, uh, which it never bothered me. That ne- never bothered me. I was okay with that, and, and I'll always find a way. If there's a way to do something, I'll find a way. 
Yeah, it's good. And we was toying with this idea um, a while ago, um, and and the timing wasn't right because I was I was kind of looking at something else, and and it wasn't quite right. Um, and I just came ac- um, my lovely wife came across a advert for for celebrant training, and said, "Well, why not give it a go?" Mm-hmm. Um, bear in mind when I was working, I've also done event setting up, and and as you know, I'm a pagan priest, so I do sabbats and ceremony and yes, so on. So yeah. it's kind of <clears throat> sort of a natural progression. Yeah, yeah. Um, hand, hand in hand with it, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So I thought, well, it's, it's always good to make yourself a little more official. So I did what I do, and I rang the university directly. I rang them, and I basically said, I can't read and write that well. I've not got much money. Is it even worth me calling you? Mm. <laughs> and and they said, oh, certainly, yes. And they put me in touch with one of the professors or tutors or whatever they're called now, uh, of, uh, of of the celebrant course and I spoke with them directly and raised my concerns and they said well we've got some work from last year why don't we send you a trial piece out and see how you get on Right. Mm. Mm. and I did and they rang me straight back um, almost instantly after I sent this email to them and said we've read your work sign on to the course so I did uh, then um, it was split up into it was 12 sections but you only get 10 grades overall mm. um, so I, I did my first one with trepidation um, submitted it and it came back with an A grade brilliant and well was, I didn't really know what to do to be fair I had to read the email a few times Like that, that actually says A and it has my name next to it mm. <laughs> Um, and I had lots of support from them and the next piece came along and put that in and I got another A. We're like, this, yeah, I'm going to have to complete this course now. Uh, and I did. And I came out with 10 A's and an A plus. Wow. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. There Amazing. you go then. So I kind of, uh, <laughs> in fact, Oh, it's just out of reach. I can't reach you now. And when I see you socially, I'll share this with you. But for my final exam piece, I took a bit of a gamble. I took a hell of a gamble. I mean, you kind of see how it paid off, though. Because mm. um, you have to do word counts and so on. But it but it was a, a threshold. It couldn't be below a certain amount of words, but it couldn't be above a certain amount either. Mm. It had to stick within that threshold. Yeah. Um, and I completely ignored that. And I wrote my entire final as a poem about how I'd come through the course. And even one of the lines reads, I bet you never thought you'd have a course poem. (laughs) 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 I I will quite happily share that with you off air at some point. And um, again, they rang me straight back and went, yeah, we're going to pass you. There you go, you passed, you're done. Um, Which was... The night before Yule, our Yule celebration. Right. So when I went to hold the circle <clears> for Yule, we also, as well as celebrating the Holly King and the Oak King, we 
said, oh, yeah, and by the way, I've done a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, that's, uh, amaz- that's amazing. It is. Well, so that- that's how I actually got through the course. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> do you have fun? I mean, fun? Is that the right word? But yeah, do you... Writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. it's so that passion that you can put into any script. Do you have fun doing that, Luke? Because I love that. Um, I kind of prefer the bit just before. So after getting to know clients, mm. but before writing. So kind of the note taking area and and the idea share and the extracting information. I, and the con- the consultation phase, and I quite like that as my yeah. favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is exciting um, on two levels. I, I quite like producing, um, well, what I'm doing, interesting yeah. ceremonies, mm. uh, and I also quite like the fact that I'm able to do this. Yeah, yeah. We'll although, mean- although my tablet has had a bit of a fit and underlines everything and i'm just looking at it like why do you think that's wrong (laughs) (laughs) don't believe it don't listen to it (laughs) me and glenn were talking earlier on luke about about writing different things and we'll say that how actually for us and and for you um that the majority of what we do is channeled yes definitely Mm. Um, right, that's that one. Move on. <laughs> the talk at the um, fretwell centre—they get knotted. Then let's let's go yeah, on to that. Yes, that yeah. sounds intriguing. Yeah. That title so, alone. Get knotted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great, doesn't it? It does. I, yeah. I actually thought of the title before I wrote of anything, and then kind of had to work it round. Like I need to make this relevant. <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't heard that term since probably the mm. early 1980s, and I'm showing my age by saying that. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say what I was going to say there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it about then, Luke? What was the talk? So, generally, it was about the traditions of marriage, where they come from, such as why does the bride have a bouquet or wear white? Okay. Or um, why do you have flower girls or page boys? Um, what's the point of the best man? Right. Um, which was. The, the the bulk of, of the talk um, to eventually leading to our, is the ancient art of hand fasting relevant today? Right. Okay. Um, with the presence of myself and Bill as celebrant, uh, yeah, it is. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't um, know about Ju- Gl- I don't know about Gl- Julie and Glenn and Granville. But I'm quite intrigued. As I mean, you've just been t- you've just said uh, the the significance of a white dress and the bouquet. Yeah, well, actually, I want to know more about that. Mm. Okay, which bit would you like to know? All of it, definitely. <laughs> the white dress will start with. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a helping hand there, Luke. <laughs> oh, that's actually quite an easy and nice one. So, why does the bride wear white? Um, traditionally, uh, with fabric making. White is one of the hardest dyes to produce because even natural sheep's wool is not actually white. It, it's mm-hmm. a grey off-white colour. Mm. 
So to produce white takes considerable effort for, for any garment, any garment, particularly mm -hmm. uh, back when, when everything was done by hand. So to have white pieces, uh, entire white gowns only really came in, in in the early half of the 20th century. Um, but to have white gowns or large chunks or pieces of white in a garment, it kind of showed dedication because mm -hmm. of the effort it takes mm -hmm. to produce them. Right, okay. There we go. So that's a nice easy one. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, next. Yeah, next. You say, so, uh, the best man. Best man. Why do we need the best man? Ah, the best man. So, the best man doesn't necessarily... <laughs> just, the best man doesn't necessarily have to be your best friend or even a friend, although that's always an advantage. Right. The best man was literally... <clears throat> the man who could not be best in battle or single combat. And it was his job to ensure the ceremony went ahead no matter what. So he would be the biggest, the toughest, and the strongest um, mm. man. Obviously, if he was a friend, that is a real big bonus, but it, was, it wasn't necessary. It was his to. job to be the man that is best. Right. Best man. Best man for what the job. Okay. Mm. So, so would you like so... to know why there's a bouquet? I mean, you might like that one. Yes, yes. of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> the bouquet was literally to hide smells emanating from a nervous bride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought Whoa. you'd like that one. It's different, isn't it? <laughs> Glenn, would you like a bouquet? <laughs> I normally drop bouquets every now and again. Uh, no, no. That is very unusual, that one, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. the way I did the talk, um, of which hopefully you'll hear uh, one time, um, but what I did was I'd kind of do it conversational. So I took it out to the crowd and go, so why do you think we have cake? And then they took things at me and I'd go, well, no. But for every point, <laughs> and, and I can hear that as I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, we'll talk about the cake then as yes. well, while we're on this subject. Yeah, why do oh, we wow, have cake? Why do we have cake? <laughs> that was smooth. Smooth, I'm a smooth talker tonight, Luke. He's <laughs> <was> on fire. <clears throat> okay, so why do we have cake at a wedding? Well, because it's cake. nice. Cake. <laughs> Sorry. What, does it need an excuse? So, True. traditionally, um, Wheat cakes were made by our ancient Romans and they were broken or crumbled over a bride's head and each crumb represented a coin of wealth. So the more crumbly the, the wheat cakes were, the, the more prosperous the bride and groom would be in mm -hmm. their married life. Okay. This obviously had to change in, in slightly damper climates um, like Britain. Yeah, uh, because of rodents and getting crumbs everywhere, mm. it, it's attracting insects and many other things. Uh, and again, we're back on handmade garments as well. You kind of need to preserve the garments. Mm. So they swapped this out for honey cakes, and what they did was they'd have a stack of honey cakes, and the bride and the groom would have to kiss between them, not knocking the cakes over. So then people started swapping. Instead of having a stack of cakes, they would have layers of one cake. Right. Mm. 
And now we have all sorts of confectionery goodness and yeah. weirdness. Gosh. There we oh. go. Mm. That's fascinating. Mm. Put it breaking the cake over the bride's head. What a waste of cake. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine the bride as well? I've just had a shampoo and set. Yeah, just have her hair done you? and you've got all crumbs in my hair. <laughs> Yeah. You have not had a shampoo and set. <laughs> For at least 20 years. I miss it. <laughs> I dream about having a shampoo and set. Mm. Well, that's not where the term honeymoon comes from, though. Do you know where honeymoon comes from? No. Would you like to? Yes, yes. please. We would. <laughs> Sorry. If only you knew somebody who could explain it. If of course, we, we might just mm. know somebody. Let us think. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, for a wedding, there is a traditional drink called mead that was made, which That's is fair. honey based. It, mm -hmm. It's in its simplest form, it's fermented honey. In its more complex form, it's fermented honey with other fruits added in and fermented. Um, it takes around six months to a year to make a decent batch of mead. Mm. So this was part of the courtship process before a couple were together. They would start making the mead for their ceremony. Mm -hmm. Now, in feudal Britain and probably feudal Europe, um, the landowners would allow a married couple I'm using the term married loosely because quite often this was more hand-fasted, but they'd allow a married couple the time off in between each moon phase that was up. So if they're married under a full moon, they yeah. could have off until the next full moon. If they're married under a new moon, off until the next new moon, and so on and so on. Right. So it was a tradition that they would make enough mead to last the time that they would have off together which was known as honeying the moon. Right. Which eventually got shorter to honey to the moon. And honey. Honeymoon. Mm. There we go. Mm. Well, what do you think about that, Phil? I can see uh, the wheels turning there. I'm thinking that they always got longer honeymoons. They did. Yeah. I was going to say, it's I not... I two weeks for mine. I was just going to say, it's not <laughs> normally a month, deal. is it? So they have <laughs> longer... Before well, then. it's a full lunar cycle, so mm. so we're twenty-eight days, just short of twenty days, then, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, Backer than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Backer> than that. <laughs> wow. So, what do bridesmaids represent? You mentioned that earlier ah. as well. Now, bridesmaids, um, <laughs> bridesmaids were employed to be decoys, brides. So if anybody sent any evil spirits or ill will, they would be confused and leave because they don't know which one's the real bride. Right. Wouldn't they look for the bouquet or follow the nose? Or the white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow the nose. <laughs> well, that's a lot of nervous brides. Pandemic <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. of brides. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it was also the, the maid of honour or matron of honour, age dependent. Mm -hmm. It was their job. They were employed from the other party, the groom's party, um, right. which was either a female close to the groom or or just generally a woman of prominence or power from the village or wherever um, to 
to to dress the bride and make sure all the decoys or bridesmaids were suitably attired. There's a lot of protection in ceremonies, so mm. such as you have the bridesmaids as decoys, and you have the best man to make sure mm. the goes the wedding goes ahead. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. What um, about the ring bearer? Um, the ring bearer uh, is more of a modern tradition. Again, later half of the 20th century. Okay, but rings are interesting. Would so. Rings are being used to symbolize love uh, for millennia. There's, there's records of ancient Egyptians exchanging, exchanging rings for love. Um, and over <coughs> the years, there's been all sorts of materials from wood, antler, bone, um, to iron, to, to gold, to whatever we want now. Mm. Um, but it's very interesting. I'm looking at my own hands. Hang on a second. It's very interesting why the wedding ring is on the left hand on the, mm. shall we call it the fourth finger? Yeah. 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 Because the ancient Egyptians believed that was the vein that carried to the heart. Mm. Oh. It ended at that finger. Now, my anatomy is a bit out, so I don't know if that's true or not, but I quite like that. I think that's mm. a Chinese thing as well, Luke. I didn't know that. Hmm. I th- I'm sure Chinese it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have fingers too, so I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> You're very witty so, tonight, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I quite like this, but it just puts some other people off. Um, it's quite a good segue. Do you know the... It doesn't really work if you can't see me, so hopefully I can describe it. The traditional symbol that we have as known as the love heart. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, kind of like a V shape with a yeah, with both curve, hands. two curves on top. Yeah. Mm. Now, I'm not doing it with my hands as we speak. We should have <laughs> video called. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Because, and and anatomically speaking, that's not what a heart looks like. No, it's true. Mm. Also, how I know that's irrelevant. <laughs> mm. So, good point. What could that be? Mm. I'm making you think now. I know. It's a mirror image, isn't it? It's a mirror image if you put it... Oh, you're close. You're so close. That is actually two anatomical hearts stitched together. Wow. Ah, Okay. (laughs) Ah, you see? Which I still kind of find quite romantic, but, uh, you know... In a a kind of Frankenstein way. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. Did you know that, Phil? I am trying to picture two animatonical hearts Art. stitched together. together. I'm trying to picture that. Watch The Bride shape. of Chucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. yeah. Very Not interesting. reasons, it's just a good film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so, yeah. so this the get knotted talk then a lot of this you were explaining in that talk then Luke. yes yeah right. yeah are you taking are you taking this uh this talk elsewhere luke is that going to be something that you're going to uh take I've not round been invited to but yes good it, good um however ah now i'm being smooth mm. <laughs> 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 i do have upcoming a course which will be going around from place to place. Okay. 
um, which has just been accredited, um, which is going to be a course of the Beginner's Guide to Witchcraft. Right. And day-to-day witchery. Um, So kind of watch this space because... Um, we're just adding some final touches to it, and 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 so on. But uh, th- there will be a course uh, from myself soon. Um, is that so? imminently? Is that something you're doing in person, or is it online? Or um, at the moment, we've set up and geared for in person. Yeah, uh, we're looking at uh, renting venues for days and so on. Uh, Potentially, we can do a digital version as well, but at mm. the moment, we're just concentrating on person mm. and seeing how how we take off. Can, are, yeah. are you able to <clears throat> tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing in that course, or is it all very secretive at the minute? Yes, I'm intrigued about every <laughs> everyday witchcraft. You know, I'm trying to debunk that. In itself, so like well, that, sort that's of protection, one of the things. Protection uh, I'm just going to keep the title of the course a little quiet because once yeah. again, I thought of a really witty title. Mm. However, the second line of the course is dispelling myths and putting them straight. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we're on the right lines. Um, yeah. Um, I I talk about abysm, which is the technical name for a broom. Mm. Um. And explain how. Uh, do you do you know the connotations of a brew? I think I've heard that it's something to do with the crops, isn't it? And uh, the height of the crops, or something. Is is that right? Isn't it I thought it was something to do with sweeping, uh, removing energies, and sweeping energies out of the house and things. Well, you, you're both right. You're both right, right. Okay, and we're right. actually kind of back on hand fasting. Well, I was just going to say, don't they jump the bride and groom jump jump, yeah. jump over the broom, don't they? Do you know why? Leaving something behind. They haven't got a television. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> couldn't resist. They aren't very well, good limbo dancers. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think well, they jump through to leave something behind, don't they? The masculine energy and the feminine energy. And so without being too graphic, the the brush end represents the feminine side of energies. Okay. And the, let's call it a handle, the, the long end represents the male energies. Okay. Um, because without one, it can't work without the other. Mm. So without the shaft, it would just be a pile of sticks. Um, without the brush, it would just be a single shaft. They, they have to have each other to work in unison to make it abysm. Right. So that, that's why they use that hand fasting because it represents the joining of both the energies right. at the same time. It okay. can't operate without the other one. Mm-hmm. Do you know Which what? Is... I'll never look at a broom <laughs> in the same way ever again and I'll put uh, gloves on before I hold one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see my broom? <laughs> Now stop showing off. <laughs> well, if it cheers you up anymore, oh. uh, when, when me and my wife got hand fasted, I actually tripped over ours. 
<laughs> so when we did our rehearsals, I always practiced the male end, and she stepped over the female end. Uh, but when it came to the actual ceremony, it was put the other way, and I wasn't expecting to. <laughs> Have oh so dear. much push to step over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. That's a hell of a lot of thicket right there. Oh, <laughs> Straight back down to gutter level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's not many people that realise that, Luke. No, I didn't well, know no, that. That's yeah. kind of why I wanted to launch the course. But, yeah. but also, you, you're right to sweeping out the energies and, and kind of to... To tie it in, you, you're sweeping the energies to the gutter. Right. So I was sort of right there, wasn't I? Yeah, you're sort of dispelling yes. yeah. Yeah, the energies and, um, and you're moving forward with your new life together as a married couple. Yeah. Mm. And and there's the, the iconography of cleansing because it's used literally to sweep away the, the bad. Yeah. It, it's, it's used literally as well. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of abysm. And mm. as as regards the heights of the crops and things, that's mm. more of a local thing. So obviously they vary from county to county, the yeah. traditions there. Um, yeah, there you go, abysm. So there's, mm. there's things like that in the course. There's the difference between a sacred knife and an affane. There's what's the point in a wand. There's, mm. there's things like that. Um there's technical things like how to use a cauldron and what can you use instead. Mm-hmm. Um, then then I've I talked a little bit about witches' betrayal in media, such as things like um, Harry Potter. And, I was just thinking that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and saying, well, a lot of it's true and a lot of it's not. And... Um, Obviously, spells and potions and things exist, but they take much longer to work and make and do than is portrayed in media. Mm. But then again, that'd be quite a boring show if they had to wait each lunar cycle to harvest each ingredient. Mm. Am I right in saying that some of the medical profession wouldn't be to the level it's at if it hadn't have been for those uh, you know, early days with uh, witchcraft and also producing some of these tinctures and herbal medicines. All of it. Mm. All of it. Mm. Um, uh, I have to tread a little delicately here. Okay. <laughs> we, we don't take any chemical medication at all um, in our house now. It, mm-hmm. It's all uh, natural and made by us. There's, um, I, I don't take any, and my wife takes only the bare necessity of what's needed mm-hmm. uh, chemically <clears throat> and the yeah. rest we get naturally and well you guys know me well enough I'd, I'd say I'm uh, doing all right mm. Mm. yeah mm. Uh, our 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 place looks like a traditional apothecary we've got bottles of mm. herbs and things everywhere if they hang on I'm sat by a drawer you open up a drawer we've got chamomile we've got sage we've got bay we've got lavender we've got uh i should label some more things we have calendula um we have rose hips um, and and those are just like for our everyday rotation i'm just of... imagining jamie oliver rubbing his hands <clears throat> to all of those ingredients <laughs> you've just described. Adding them in. 
<laughs> oh, and then I have jars of spells that's on the go and jars of ingredients and incenses. Nettles. Nettles are fantastic. They, they, they are. do loads of things. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite the right person to talk about that because um, my wife is much better at it than I am. And I just mm. kind of, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Nettles, um, we had a fantastic guest uh, quite a while ago, actually, yeah. now, Jan Muse, and she said mm. the best Oh, thing, I know Jan, yes. The best thing yes. for a nettle sting mm. is the nettle. Yeah. Uh, and that's yes. because it is yes. the best yes. antihistamine that you can have. Yeah, also um, good for hay fever as well. And I'm, well, I'm biking, so we consume a lot of honey and honey-based things. Mm. Um, and we have made an antibiotic from... Onion, garlic, mm. and honey, kind of fermented together, but we've captured it just before it starts to turn, and that works as an antibiotic, mm. and and tastes fantastic as well, which is always a bonus. Mm. Um, blackberry vinegar and yeah, sounds yeah. like you've been experimenting oh, quite a lot then. Yeah. What always fascinated me is the way that um, they're sealed with wax, some of the jars, particularly if there's been a spell or some sort of potion that's made. And there's a, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a certain procedure that you would do with wax and the sealing of that. Oh, definitely. So you're on two different levels there. So for the general everyday preserving something, um, there's a set procedure just, just so you get the right amount of air in and the right amount of Mm. air out. So more of a physical thing. Um, But if you're dealing with spells and things, um, there are set incantations and chants to do, to seal or to amplify or to seal for so long, um, which is, which is slightly different. And and we, we use separate waxes for the two anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, Although, Living in a house of witches, everything's blessed anyway. Mm. So, mm. pretty much everything we touch has gone through a hundred blessings. I never actually count these, but we call it the hundred blessings. So, a lot. <laughs> if I was to put, uh, what have I just done? Lavender. So, if I was to put some lavender in a jar, I have plenty of lavender, by the way, if you want some. Oh, if I was to put you. some lavender in a jar, <clears throat> um, the plant that gave us the lavender would have been blessed. The person who harvested it would have been blessed. The knife would have been blessed. The jar I want to put it in would have been blessed. The shelf it goes on would have been blessed. Um, I use a sieve. That's been blessed. And so on and so on. So mm. pretty much mm. everything we touch has gone through 100 blessings. Um, as I said, I never really count it, but we call it the 100 blessings. So it wouldn't matter if we mixed up the waxes between the kitchen and that mm. I, I call it the witchery <laughs> yeah <laughs> the kitchen and the witchery it, it's safe. um yeah but but we do keep them separate because it's a bit intention as well isn't it? it it's that is for witchery that is for food yeah mm. yeah so yeah do you ever bless Ta-da. bless your food as well because i've heard a lot of people um talking about this recently where before they're about to consume the food they get the natural sourced products and then they'll bless it before they cook it, before they make it, and then before they serve it as well. So is that something that you do as well? Um, I do personally. Um, I, I think it's right because you're honouring uh, the harvest gods of, of the time. 
for whichever season you're in. Um, I tend to do it more when we're breaking bread with friends uh, because it's just nice. It's nice to offer that little, have that little bit of moment of honour and respect. Mm, yeah. Do you think that's where um, that's where do you think that's where saying grace comes from? I was just thinking that, Phil. Actually, yeah, I reckon it. I would, would be. have thought so. Mm. I would have thought so. It is quite yeah, a close being, link, isn't it? Being grateful for your food and you know the roof over your head and and you know gratitude, so, isn't it? As as the self-proclaimed Norseman, um, with, with if I'm drinking more. More if it's within ritual or within a gathering of friends. If I'm offered a drink, mainly if I'm drinking out my horn, to be fair, because it looks cool. But but even if I'm drinking out of a glass or a cup, I'll always offer a bit to the ground for the ancestors, mm-hmm. um, either first or last. But I'll always offer a, a fair portion to them because um, I, I feel, well, why not? I'm here. Why can't they be here? Mm-hmm. Um, it's also quite nice to watch other people do it as well. It's amazing how many people do without realising. Yeah. Mm. So if we can move back to your um, celebrant work, where is the most unusual area or venue that you've actually had to perform a ceremony? Ooh. Well, actually, we're going back away from celebrant work for that. We're going back into ceremony and ritual. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I did um, did one in a cave once. Oh, that wow. was cool. <laughs> um, in fact, recently, not not weird, but it was it was the timing was odd. Uh, this week, this week, we went to. Tithe burial grounds uh, just outside of Calverton. Yes, yes, ten points. You win. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> we was there for some personal reasons, and uh, it was it was myself. I actually became a little overwhelmed with emotion, which which is always strange. Mm. Uh, which we turned into a collective blessing for for the reason why we was there, but also we, we blessed um, the area and the the memories that were there. And we offered love out to grieving relatives and uh, the animals that tend the graves when the people's don't. And we, we did that and it turned out to be a really beautiful thing. But physically... Mm-hmm. We were stood in the car park by the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. So not not weird, but timing wise was yeah odd. Mm. Turned out to be beautiful though, mm. and was releasing. So yeah, but uh, not the strangest place, but the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. I was asked to bless a motorbike once um, from a dear friend of mine. Um, which is okay, I can do that. He rang me up. Uh, hello, can, can you bless my mm-hmm. motorbike? I'm like, yeah, all right. Uh, and I went over and he greeted me with, I, I don't believe those things you do, but I want my bike blessing. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. And I did what I was doing and uh, I did a circle around it and I treated it as if it was anything else, to be fair. Mm. I cleansed it and then, then blessed it. A very, very beautiful machine as well it was. 
And then when I finished and I needed a moment to myself just to um, reground, he says to me, can, can I ask you some questions? Says, yeah, of course you can. Says, why, uh, why did you use that? And it was my wand and I told him and he went, oh, okay. Oh, that's really interesting. I still don't believe, but that's really interesting. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and then you can see the cogs ticking. And I'm like, why, why did you use that incense? And I told him, and he says, okay, I don't believe that, but thank you. <laughs> and every answer was, I don't believe that. Okay. Uh-huh. However, he still messages me very regularly with, with many questions, and he quite clearly does believe. <laughs> 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 that was a weird one as well, because there was an incantation to do in my head to, to cleanse the bag. And that. Um, same way we cleanse anything, but any object that we touch, it's kind of mm. um, something along the lines of remove past energies of this device and it's memories please reset it to neutral so in that case it was rider so rider can be in harmony with machine and set their own energies and intentions to it something along those lines yeah Mm. which i did but then that wandered out my head and i'm looking at the bike thinking that's a very pretty bike (laughs) (laughs) i do quite like this bike i could fit on this one i like this (laughs) hang on i'm still in sacred space i need to be doing something okay right let's call the elements of uh, fire and water so i start calling the elements thinking i can't touch the bike i really want to touch the bike I want to get on the back. I can't get on the back. It's not my back. I want to get on the <laughs> And then when we finished, he said to me, what was going through your head? Like, uh, witchy things. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> so not a weird place, but a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, you've been busy anyway. Yeah, yeah. certainly things so, have yeah. uh, moved on, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, very different uh, and, and from last time. Still carrying on with uh, Circle Round, Luke? Ah, now I've written notes, and that is one that I was going to bring up, to be fair. Okay. Yes. That was a big <laughs> note. It was. <laughs> so, um, actually, yes. Um, I have man- there's going to be some changes to Circle Round because right. I have managed to get a credible status for it as a private organization. Right. Wow. Um, which means it gives us a little bit more credibility. Uh, not that we needed it, but we have it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that also means when I'm booking venues and things, um, Circle Round members can be classed as Circle Round members, uh, which also works for insurance reasons as mm. well, uh, which yeah. is boring. But, but Circle Round is now got credible status. Right. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> Good. What's next with there? So that would be Yule next, is it? Yes, Yule is next. Yeah. Um, just okay. passed our way and got to think about Yule. Um, any, any plans? Any plans so far for for that? Um... Yes, um, I've got three in a row. So I do a lot of work with our um, sister family in Rutland. I do a lot of work with the Rutland Pagans. Uh, we've been invited as guests to their ritual. Then a few days later, I have a private one to do at somebody's home that's been requested. And then I have hours on the 21st. Mm-hmm. So we have three in a row. Um, and for hours, uh, I've not written it yet, but we'll definitely be talking about the battle between the Holy King and the Oak King. Right. Uh, Still there? Mm-hmm. Oh. Are you there? Anybody there? 
Thank you. Thank you, you Luke. Namaste. Namaste. Bye. Much love and blessings. Bye. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page.